Oh, I am definitely one of the procrastinators. <laughs> uh, so at times my bills are paid and house is clean and, you know, all my emails are done, you know. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today, Joe's interviewing Stacey Brookman. Joe found Stacey via podcast guest directory, loved her story and what she does, and wanted immediately to get her on the podcast. Stacey Brookman is a resilience and life storytelling expert and produces the Real Life Resilience podcast. She helps smart, outwardly confident women who secretly have low self esteem issues due to an emotionally abusive partner take back control and begin to develop the resilience they need to be themselves again. Her free monthly webinar will give you four simple, proven methods to write the first chapter of your life story in just seven days. Go to stacybrookman.com slash webinar. She believes that life is a story and it's never too late to start telling yours. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Stacey Brookman of the Real Life Resilience podcast. Great to have you with me, Stacey. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate the opportunity to share. So start by telling us a bit about you, what you do, and crucially, in this case, I would say where you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am a resilience and life storytelling expert, and I do that, and also the host of the Real Life Resilience podcast. I do that from Phoenix, Arizona. Ah. So it's really hot here (laughs) right now. (laughs) Really cold and wet here today. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's in the hundreds, uh, actually in the 90s, and hits 100 a couple of times already. So, <laughs> And um, where do you work when you're there? Are you Do you work from home? Do you work in an office? I do work from home, yes. And I love it, absolutely love it. Excellent. So tell us a bit more about, uh, you, you said uh, sto- resilience storytelling. I meant to write it down as you said it, and now I've gone off yeah. already. Yes, yeah, so what, what, what <laughs> Resilience and life storytelling experts. So I help people, um, especially women who are, um, in particular, the, the smart, the outwardly confident women, but those who secretly have self, low self-esteem issues mm-hmm. because they have an emotionally abusive partner. And I help them take back control and begin to develop the resilience they need to be themselves again. And I do that by helping them write their life stories. So there's a lot of scientific evidence and a lot of research behind the fact that writing about your tough times, writing through your tough times and reflecting back on those 
actually does something in your brain and it helps you recover more quickly from those tough times in your life. And pretty much nobody gets escapes childhood without some sort of trauma. So mm. pretty much that's a lot of a lot of the population. Mm-hmm. And and that, as you said, that whole thing about speaking about it and and telling that story um, being so important. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing when you have to because you know when you're under stress and when you're in an emotionally abusive situation, or even if you've come out of an emotionally abusive situation, they your brain is in a fog. You've been under stress probably for years, if not decades. And um, it's done something to your brain. Traumatic memories, that's trauma. Traumatic memories are actually stored in a different part of your brain than regular memories. Mm. So when you write, when you have to find the words to describe what happened to you or how you felt, it actually moves those memories in that part of your brain. It's, It's really sharp and they come back and haunt you. It moves them to the regular part where there's normal memories and they can fade just like normal memories. So um, it's actually called even the two-minute miracle. So just writing two minutes a day about how you felt, not just about, you know, it's raining or it's sunny outside, but really deep down your feelings and describing what's happened to you, that is incredibly beneficial. And in, in fact, it's been proven to boost your immune system. So that's why I do it. I love it. Absolutely love it. So tell us more about about how you got to do that. Why why you do that? Why that's what you do with your life? I do that because I was married to a sociopath about ten years ago, and a true sociopath. I don't just throw that word around lightly. But going through that divorce with someone who is honestly out to get you and um, truly trying to damage you. Uh, physically, psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, in every way, um, and the incredible stress I was going through at that period of time, I actually stopped um, to take a writing class. I'm like, I need something other than this whole divorce and trying to, to do this self-protection type of thing. So I took a class and I started writing the crazy stories that happened to me each week and bringing them to class and they absolutely loved them. In fact, they gave me a scholarship to come back the next semester because they liked my story so much. But I realized in the middle of that how much calmer and how much clearer I was on um, not only the part I played in allowing some of this behavior to happen, but what I needed to do to get myself better and to um, make a better life for myself and before I couldn't see it for some reason it was just it like I said foggy and you're you know you're just trying to slog through every day trying to survive but when I took this class and started writing about it I was actually thriving and so since then I did a lot of research and discovered um, there's a large body of work and studies being have been done about writing and the benefits of writing. So I started teaching at the local community college, Life Story and Memoir Writing, and I wanted to reach a lot more people. I wanted to reach people who didn't think they were writers. And um, because you don't ever have to publish any of this, you can write just for your own benefit. And so I started the podcast uh, about two and a half years ago. And now I'm putting courses online. I'm doing an online summit 
uh, called the Emotional Abuse Recovery and Resilience Summit. I'm interviewing experts from all over and talking about, you know, how you recognize if whether or not you're in an abusive relationship, emotionally abusive. Because sometimes we're like, is that really abuse? Or, you know, is that enough to divorce that person? Or, um, you know, you start doubting yourself. So um, we have experts on that, how to get out, how to, how to rebuild your life, how to be more resilient. And so um, I love interviewing, as probably do you. And, and so mm. that's just fun. So that's how I got into it. So that just sounds so fascinating and it's just made me think and I don't know if where this takes us on a question or a discussion at all but how we we all tell ourselves stories so when you were saying you know sometimes mm -hmm. people don't really understand the situation they're in or they haven't quite positioned it or whatever that's partly about the story they're telling themselves so I, I don't right. know what what's my what's the development of that I guess the question is how do you how do you move them from telling a story into telling the story of the truth or telling the story of their life is that would that be a fair question to that I'm yeah intrigued as absolutely as yeah. absolutely you're right it is a journey of self-discovery and I'll give you an example of what I did and what part of what I take people through are you know li making lists of uh, lists of milestones you've had in your life lists of conflicts you've had in your life like money versus spirituality family versus work um, and then a list of desires a desire to you know get a college education or desire to have kids or like a, a big list of desires and so when you find something that's in common across those lists then you know that's where you need to start and what I found common across my list is that I didn't raise my hand I didn't raise it in grade school high school college or you know young as a young adult I didn't stand up for myself and I discovered that was my life theme and it was completely invisible to myself I mean I thought I was the professional businesswoman I was had moved up in the company and and um, you know I had you know a really good job and I thought that's what I portrayed and that's what I was but it really wasn't when I started writing here's here's the the the, the focal point of of when some things started going wrong here's what I felt about that and I started discovering wow I didn't say no that's not right I didn't stop to say hey don't do that that's not appropriate um, and I could clearly see my theme was I didn't raise my hand mm. and when I discovered that I hated it I did not like that at all but when I discovered it I was able to change it and so that knowledge is power you know they always say that so when you start writing about these things and writing out what's happened in your life and like I said it's not just about hey it was sunny here today it's really going deep you start to know yourself a lot better and then you can change yourself if you need to hmm. or you can start to love who you are and love yourself for for different things aspects that you start seeing but it happens all happens in your brain when you start writing because you've got to find the words to put them down on paper and that's where it becomes really clear that's one of the things when I when I teach people and when they start writing about their lives the word clarity comes up a lot 
and they're like, oh my gosh, I have become so much clearer about what I'm going to do, what what situation I'm in right now, what has happened in the past, and, and how I'm going to move forward. And so the clarity is just incredibly valuable. Hmm. So how do you work with people? As in, what, what does your sort of day-to-day structure look like in terms of, of your business? Well, um, I am... Right now, I'm creating some courses online, mm-hmm. so that's that's a that's a big thing. I've had these actually written for a couple of years, but I just haven't had the oh technical knowledge to videotape myself. But I just kind of buckled down and learned it in the last couple of months, and so now I'm, I have a breakthrough and able to do that. Yeah, and uh, but I love mostly it's by communicating through the podcast, and then I have a webinar. Um, uh, the four simple proven methods of writing the very first chapter of your life story in just seven days. So I teach people that method of, you know, write, making the lists. How do you write that? What do you do? And then how do you pick out from those lists what to start with? Because usually it's not, hey, I was born, I went to, you know, college, I, and here's what happened. It's not usually linear. You've got to find that particular pain point and I help them find that and then I teach them how to write a scene from there and that's where you know you you live your life and you're like I went out to the mailbox got the mail came back started cooking dinner right I can teach you how to make that simple act into an amazing novel that people would love to read and so it's all about getting the details and uncovering the details of your life, those colorful things, the sights, the smells, the sounds, um, the feelings that you have inside of you, and writing, crafting a, a scene from those those things. And then you go on to the next scene, and you go on to the next scene, and you discover all along the way that you're um, painting a picture of your life, of your of, of your story and you start to and you start to get into it and um, then you can string those scenes together to make a larger story of your life and you learn a lot about yourself along the way and is the intent so it's kind of creative and it's kind of um, technical but it, it's a little bit of combination of both yeah but anybody can learn you do not have to be a writer to be able to write your life stories so is the intention to do something with that uh written life story or is it for the process oh that's a great question it is number one for the process because even if you never share it with anyone else you will gain a ton of benefit from it you will gain insights into yourself into other people by writing about it that you haven't seen you know as human beings we have a huge capacity for pulling the wool over our own eyes and we all do that I certainly did that and when I started writing I pulled the wool over out off from my eyes. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm was all about, but I don't like it. You can change it. So that's number one. Number two is you do not have to share it with anybody. You don't have to publish it, but I really encourage people to do so. And here's why. What if someone is just about to go through some of the trauma that you've been through? What if someone is in the midst of the trauma that you have been through and your words of encouragement, your words of of helping them to see what might be in the future, um, your words of hope to get out of that situation would help them? Why wouldn't you want to share that? So even though a lot of the details might be 
embarrassing. Um, you don't want to paint yourself in a in a bad light as far as, you know, man, I accepted this bad behavior from, uh, from a spouse or from an ab abuser. Um, it could help somebody else in that situation. So I do encourage. And there's lots of ways that you can protect other people in your story. You can change the names. Um, you can change the situation, uh, the, the circumstances. It doesn't have to be you know, black and white, here's exactly what happened and here's exactly who it, who it was. You can be a story about that. Yeah. So, um, or, you know, kind of creative nonfiction is what they call that. So um, your story can help other people. And so that's why I do encourage people. You don't ever have to share it, but I really encourage you to do that. Mm, interesting. So let's talk a bit about how you personally get stuff done. You've, you've already... Um talked about um the lack of technical knowledge getting in the way of, of um, your courses right. so so you've yes. moved that on um it strikes me that from a sort of writing point of view some people just get on and do that other people procrastinate on it you hear about writers all the time who have really clean houses or <laughs> have loads of other yes. things up to date because <laughs> they, know they need to write the thing that they uh, they procrastinate on how do you go about getting done what you need to do and what type of writer are you <laughs> <laughs> oh i am definitely one of the procrastinators <laughs> oh, so at times my bills are paid and house is clean and you know <laughs> all my emails are done you know um but no i i encourage people to do what they i call morning pages and so i do take time out of my day to do this and and also here's another this is another way to get your story out i teach people how to, to free write and that is where you set a timer and you start writing whether it's pen and paper whether it's on the computer you just start writing and you do not stop. In other words, don't put a period, don't capitalize, don't go back and check your grammar, just keep writing. So it's kind of like a from your brain to your hand and out onto the computer or your um, piece of paper. Mm -hmm. So don't stop for anything. In fact, don't even stop to think. When a lot of times when um, you start writing your brain is going to put out a lot of junk or you're going to think, I don't know what to write. And that's perfectly okay. You uh, continue to write, you write, I don't know what to write, or you start writing your grocery list or what's on your mind. But pretty soon your brain's going to run out of junk to throw at you and to get it out. And you're going to start getting to those golden nuggets. Yeah. And so that's, um, usually I have people have a prompt like, um, tell me about your childhood or what was the, the, you know, happiest moment in your life? What was the saddest moment in your life? Different prompts like that. And those lists that I mentioned earlier, they help to pinpoint some of those um, moments in time that you need to write about. Yeah. Start writing about those. Yeah. And you would be amazed at what comes out of that. So that's that's what I've done. And that's what I do to, to get my writing out there. Mm -hmm. That's something that um, the lovely Paula Gardner mentioned on one of our very early podcasts. People on, who listen regularly will, will recognize Paula's name because she finds me a lot of podcast guests, so she gets a regular mention. Uh, but she talked about writing <laughs> in the morning in a very similar way and uh, how, how beneficial she's found that. So, uh, it's yes, to hear that then. So, what about getting other stuff done then? So, um, writing your courses, arranging your webinars, that sort of thing. Do you, do you have a certain process mm -hmm. to get that done? 
Yeah, you know, I I use a couple of things, and I don't know if you'll ask me this later, but I use Airtable. I don't. Are you familiar oh, with? Oh no, Airtable? I haven't heard of that one. I love it when people oh. use stuff on. <laughs> oh, I love Airtable. It is. You know, you've used um, Excel spreadsheets before, mm -hmm. but this is an Excel spreadsheet on steroids. It's color coded automatically. It and I put in. Um, you choose whatever columns you want, and you can share it with someone else. So I can share it with my virtual assistant. And what I did was put um, brainstorm topics for articles. So I write on Medium, and I write articles for my blog. And so I've brainstormed those, and I put what stage they're at. Are they just rough drafts? Are they pretty much done? Are they already published? And my uh, VA can go in and, and say, okay, here's where we can publish this to, or here's, um, here's some, you know, she can do her part as far as um, writing, like she'll correct the title to make it more SEO friendly and things like that. Yeah. So um, I, and you can switch between tables and things like that it's so it's very colorful and very user-friendly I love it way better than Excel mm, lovely I, somebody did mention something that was quite like Excel on an earlier podcast but I'm not sure it was that because I did go back to uh, Jason Buckner who was on also on an earlier podcast to say you need to look at this because he'd raved about Excel <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll send him, I'll send him uh, on on uh, towards Airtable as well and that sounds, uh, sounds yes lovely so and the beautiful uh, thing is yeah. it's free too I love ah, free better. <laughs> um, so yes what about other tools or apps that you use have you got any others to wow us with <laughs> um, yeah, well, I use Calendly to schedule my interviews, mm -hmm. and um, that's a beautiful thing because I can ask people questions there, and they can answer the questions so that I'll be prepared and I'll have them when I do interview them. I'll just go in, and it's already in the um, appointment when it's, and it can take a look at. I have a couple of different. Um, Google calendars that I put different things on and it checks everything for you. It checks, mm -hmm. you know, checks my personal calendar, it checks my work calendar, and then it, it will find a time that works for me and for, for the other person. So I love Calendly. Yep. And that's that's relatively inexpensive. I think it's ten dollars a month maybe yep. for that. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's good. And then I use Fiverr. <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> a lot of like I have my um, the person that puts together my podcast. So I record um, the interview. I record the intro, the outro and things like that. And then I have my standard music and I have a person on Fiverr. I just upload that to and he puts it all together and makes it sound really nice, does all the leveling and everything else mm -hmm. and then sends it back to me in a nice package that I can upload to my website so wow. I love that and then I find that. Like, I, I just did that. a yeah <laughs> I, I love it because <laughs> I was the bottleneck I couldn't keep up with my own interviews and yeah. so yeah. I have to off offload that to mm. somebody else mm. and it's less than ten dollars and so um, it's it's worth it to me to save my sanity yeah um, the other thing is on Fiverr, like I just, this Emotional Abuse Recovery and Resilience Summit that I'm doing in mm -hmm. September, I, I'm i like, I, I, I love my logo on my website, but I wanted something similar to that, but just slightly different, just for this summit. And so I went on and I said, hey, here's my logo. Here's kind of a sketch drawing of what I'm thinking about. Do you have any ideas? And then 
I've got, of course, a ton of ideas. I picked one, and then we ended up tweaking it, um, and I got a beautiful logo. And he gave me actually some great ideas that I hadn't thought of because I'm not, you know, a designer. Yep. And um, all for five dollars. So mm-hmm. you can't do that. That's such a good one to to share. And it's just reminded me, I used it recently for something, again, a graphics thing where I needed a bit of inspiration because I'm not very good at it. So I I outsourced that. But, you know, the podcast is a great example. I outsourced the show notes for this podcast because that was where I was becoming the bottleneck. And that Mm -hmm. made a big difference, Um, not least because Dawn hassles me. Uh, to, to publish every week so I actually have consistently done so since I've been <laughs> working with her which I, which I love um, but yeah. yeah I mean the idea of getting the audio all pulled together because I can do it I've just done it and you know I, I teach that right outsource but uh, you know I'm just thinking to myself do you know what I should in one of those moments when I pop onto Facebook to waste a bit of time what I really should do is pop onto Fiverr and see what people are offering to do and match yeah. that up with things I'm doing that actually I could just get right. them to do instead so uh, another topic. Yeah, I, <laughs> I follow uh, Shalene Johnson and she has this um, 30 day push where you you know kind of organize your life and you kind of organize your business and everything else and I love that and one of them is she says write down every single thing that you do in your business. I mean, be detailed, write it all down. And then write down the things that you really love, like highlight the ones that you want to keep and you love. Everything else, you should outsource. And there's, like they say there's an app for that, there's a person for that, for every single thing. And um, so that's one of the things. The other thing I've done, use Fiverr for, is for a little intro for my podcast. Um, I'm female and I have a female voice, but I wanted like a real strong male intro, you know, welcome to real life resilience. And, and I, I got that and I'm like, Oh, I love that voice. Mm-hmm. So I ha- I got someone on Fiverr to do that as well. Yes. Yeah. And you talked about having a, a VA as well. So do you have somebody who works with you regularly to take some of the admin stuff away as well? Yes. Um, yeah, and that actually leads me to another tool if you want another one. <laughs> See, now you've got going. Um, yeah. So, yes, uh, she's in the Philippines, and um, it it took me a while to find one who would be consistent. So, you know, if you're going to find a VA, just be patient with them and with yourself. They mm. really want to please, and um, but you have to, you know, lay out specifically what you want them to do and so I found um, I was actually recommended uh, process street uh, process dot st and I love that that's where I say okay I'm going to um, here's a rough draft of an article when you when I do the rough draft when it lands in this folder then notify the VA. The VA goes and, you know, smooths it out, makes it in a publishable format, puts it on my website, puts the title in there, um, finds a graphic or creates the graphic for that, um, it, whether it's a podcast or a blog. Um, they put in the links, they find the, you know, person's bio, they find their picture, they put it in there. And so every little step along the way, like even upload, um, set the publish date, uh, every little piece of my blog and my podcast, etc., are all written down and here's how to do it. And I can even do little videos like Camtasia screen videos of, hey, here's where you go to click to do that. 
could upload them into Process Street. And then, so that's a template of the full thing for a blog post or for uh, a podcast. And then she goes in there and and um, she'll say, okay, I'm going to use this template for uh, episode number 32. And then she goes down and she can check mark and I can see how far along anyone is. So it makes a new, um, a new for every episode and every blog post, it makes a new, um, process street off that template. So I can see, okay, she's done on this one. She's down about two thirds of the way on this one. She's almost all the way done on this one. She's just started and I can see the level of where everything is or where I need to do is my turn, you know, when it's mm-hmm. my turn to go and review and, and things like that. And so and it's a good way to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so that it's very, very clear what you need and very, very clear uh, what's been done on any project. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Excellent. But you have, it's hard work up front because you have to write out all of your systems. Like whenever I'm publishing an episode, I had to sit down and say, okay, what do I do next? Oh, I click here. Oh, I do this. Or I pull it from here. And you have to write it out. And that's actually painful mm. <laughs> to do. Because <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of things you do just naturally that you yeah. just don't think about. You have to spell it out for them or else they're not going to know what to do. No. So, um, and that's the but bit that, that is inc- sorry, beautiful. Just, yeah, that, that's the bit that often gets in the way of outsourcing, isn't it? That, uh, you know, that you've you've got to do that bit first and that's what stops you Mm -hmm. it's quicker to do it yourself than it is to do the whole process to then get the benefits off the back end sort of thing but if you can bear with it that first time that you like when you do it and you write down everything that you do um that will that will help Mm -hmm. yeah yeah lovely start it Excellent. Any other thoughts around getting other people to do stuff for you? That's that was a really comprehensive <laughs> section. You inspired me to go and look at Fiverr again. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. No, that's that's it. That's what I do. Um, you know, I do have a thinking partner too that I I love to call. She's also starting, you know, uh, a business and running her own business, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that's valuable to have somebody not necessarily in your same line of work although that's good too but stay connected and so we bounce ideas off of each other and um you know she might say hey that's not a great idea like my logo she was like "Mm, i think you need to have go back and have them add this and i'm like oh okay that's good you're you're right i should and um so we do we we challenge each other and bounce ideas off of each other we touch base about once a week yeah i love that thinking partner (laughs) excellent so what about um, yourself, self-care? What do you do to uh, make sure that you're healthy enough to, to do the things that you need to do? What sort of uh, strategies do you have there? I always, I always ask that question and think to myself, if people ask me that, I'd say, hmm. <laughs> but we all, do, we all do some things, don't we? We may all want to do a bit better. but <laughs> Right, right. Well, I, I, um, I'm doing the keto diet right ah. now and um, actually, it's not a diet. It's like a way of of eating and nutrition that I, I, I actually love it. It works for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but it really works for me. And it keeps me um, energized and um, at, a, at a decent weight. But uh, probably the, the biggest tool that I use for self-care is I take hot bubble baths <laughs> almost every day. <laughs> Do you know, I've had a bath I in the do. middle of the day for the last two days, and both times the doorbells rung, 
and oh, thought, no. oh no the one time the deliveries arrived you know it's in the middle of the day right. and both times I found the uh, deliveries abandoned outside the front door so at least they didn't take them away again <laughs> right so yeah I I do I mean that's relaxing I put some Epsom salts in there um, which gives you what is it magnesium mm -hmm. it's good for you uh, good for your brain good for your body and so I um, I I'm just going to be honest here. I just set my computer at the end of the at the end of the bathtub, and um, I start learning on. You know, I I have I'm a class aficionado. I mean, I have more classes than I have even learned. You know, taken or watched. <laughs> so I have my list of not watched classes um, from Creative Live, from Teachable, from all kinds of stuff. Things that I've I've purchased or um, gotten from different places. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to go down the list. And what do I want to learn today? Video, you know, all about how to, you know, do your videos or mm -hmm. all about, you know, um, how to maximize your blog posts or yeah. uh, all different. I mean, I have like all different. One, one I'm watching right now is um, how to be a documenter, um, documentary uh, producer. I'm like, oh. that sounds cool. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so. I love um, I, I love learning. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I yeah. love learning. I do my reading in the bath, so I've kept a very old Kindle on the basis that if I drop it. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> hmm. well, I love the keto thing. I, I went to stay with some friends a few weeks ago uh, over in Spain who I hadn't seen for about, oh, I don't know, 11, 12 years. And uh, they sent me a message saying, is there anything you don't eat? And uh, so I replied and said, oh, anything as long as it's not got gluten in it, you know, just to be awkward. Mm -hmm. And she replied and said something like, we're following a low-carb keto diet at the moment. So I went, oh, that's perfect. And it just made yes. me laugh. <laughs> most people would have gone, oh, what? <laughs> you don't normally say that to people, do you? Um, you normally, right. I don't know what I've just said if I was doing that, you know, religiously. But uh, uh, but it just cracked yeah. me up that she said it. And I was like, yay, excellent. That all worked. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of science behind it, and and as you can tell, like this, there's a lot of science behind writing to heal, and so I love the scientific aspect. So I follow, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, I'm going to see if I can quickly look on his YouTube, but there's um, a guy who he's a scientist, and he talks about um, the why. Oh, Thomas DeLauer, Thomas okay. DeLauer. He talks about the scientific aspects. Why does is keto so good? And he gets really digs into the molecules and how the molecules get energy and all kinds of things. And here's why eating, you know, a keto diet does that. And here's how to do it. And so I, I'm just I'm kind of a a closet scientific nerd, I guess. <laughs> so the you know the keto diet and and Thomas DeLauer teaching me why that's beneficial for my body was was good for me to be able to stick to it and as well as you know why is writing good for your brain why did how does it affect your your physical body how does it affect your mental and there's a lot of science out there about that and so yeah. I I eat that stuff up I love it yes yeah no, great to hear that so what about getting um stuff done through routines and habits and rituals you've already talked about your bubble bath and your learning at the same time so that sounds like a, <laughs> a ritual to me <laughs> do you have right. any others <laughs> um well i usually plan my day for um, my interviews normally in the late afternoon and evenings 
um, I find that's the best time for me for my schedule um, until you get and, some pesky morning... British person asking you to come on a podcast yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah but I I I wake up actually early I wake up at 5 a.m. Uh, and then sometimes I'll sleep till 5 30 but I mean I get a lot of you know, emails done, all that junk that's just kind of routine stuff. I get that out of the way because I will ignore it a lot. And I probably ignored some of your emails during the day <laughs> because um, I I need to block out time for, for instance, my courses. I'm building them on the website. And if I am constantly jumping from website to website uh, and doing different things, I'll never get anything done. I've had days where I did do that, and I look back and I'm like, what did I accomplish today? Mm. Almost nothing. Mm. And so I have to block out time. So I take, I get up early, um, I do my exercises. I do um, Dr. Sarah Solomon. I love her exercise. She tells me exactly what to do in 10 to 20 minutes, and then I'm done. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a follower. you got to tell me what to do, I'll do it. <laughs> with eating or exercising, whatever. And then I take my daughter to school, um, take my shower, and then I'm ready for the day and ready to block out my times. Uh, that's, again, going back to Shalene Johnson, um, I think it's 30daypush.com. She teaches you how to do that. She said, structure your day like you're in school. You got stuff done in school, right? From 10 to 11, you do... Um, blog posts from 11 to 12 you shoot videos or from 11 to 1 you shoot videos from 1 to you know mm -hmm. 2 you answer emails whatever it is that, that but block out that time and then don't do anything else during that time mm. and, and um, that's that's really been good for me yes yeah yeah so what about on those days where things don't go right so it all goes horribly wrong what do you do how do you deal with mm. that like being a resilience expert I'm, I'm looking for something profound yeah here. <laughs> Well, you know what? I just say, you know what? It's okay. Um, I used to beat myself up about all that type of thing. And I'm like, you know, and, and then you get down yourself and then you try to stay up late and that's not healthy for your brain either. If you stay up late and I'm a person, I'm going to fall asleep. I cannot stay up. Like I can't pull an all nighter. I just can't. My, my brain shuts down. And so you just have to say, you know what? It's okay. I did what I could do that day, even if it, things didn't go right. Tomorrow's another day and start back again. Mm -hmm. um, have your goals and I'm going to get this accomplished today and then focus on it. Um, but forgive yourself for that. Don't don't just beat yourself up. That does not do you any good at all. No. Lovely. Thank you. And what about one of those days where you end the day knowing that you've lived more? So that's where I talk about where you've done more of what you want to do and less of what you should do or you feel you have to do what what's that day looked like oh well I spend lots of time with my family there are some times when we um, will take a little trip up to the mountains and, and have a weekend or a day even up there and you know I've done good even though I know my business and work things I've put on hold and I really could have done a lot of work in that time uh, that time you spend with family is valuable so mm. it is never never wasted never wasted no no lovely thank you so how mm -hmm. can people find out more about you and connect with you oh fabulous you can find more about me a couple of different places they're all on stacybrookman.com it's s-t-a-c-y 
B-R-O-O-K-M-A-N.com. And if you do slash webinar, you can get the free webinar. That's uh, the four simple proven methods to writing the first chapter of your life story in just seven days, which is pretty cool. That gets you jump started and, and it'll give you the tools for, you know, the second chapter and, all, and beyond. And then if you do stacybrooklyn.com slash summit, you can get information about the summit that's coming up, the Emotional Abuse Recovery and Resilience Summit. I'm really, really excited about that. It's for people who have been in or are or have been in emotionally abusive relationships or you're, you're wondering, you know, was it abuse or not? It was just a tough relationship. So people who have been in tough relationships, but also for their friends and family members, you might have somebody who you, um, you know, you, you see from the outside, it looks tough and you don't know how to help them. This is perfect for that. So it will help you know how to help your friend or family member who might be in a tough relationship. So you can find me there. I'm also Stacy underscore Brookman on Twitter, um, on Pinterest. Um, I just started on Instagram. I like it. I like Instagram. I, I resisted it, but I'm on Instagram too. So, and and Facebook. So pretty much everywhere. Lovely. Thank you. Really appreciate. Oh, really appreciate you even uh, coming on the show today, Stacy. It's just been really interesting Absolutely. talking about you know what you're doing as well as how you do it and um it's it's um it's a really interesting uh i don't know service doesn't sound right does it what 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 you're (laughs) offering to people is just obviously really valuable but also just really interesting as you say from the sort of science background to it to 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 the fact that storytelling is just so important and and so um talked about uh nowadays so it's been really interesting talking to you thank you Thank you, Joe. Thanks for what you do. I mean, you have you're doing a wonderful service for people, bringing all kinds of guests and and the information. And you know, in this information age, information is power. Knowledge is power, and um, and you're really enabling the people who are listening. So thank you for that. Thank you too. All this information is available in the show notes. And if you go to the link powertolivemore.com forward slash in this case sixty two, you'll be able to read those there. And can I remind you that in the uh, autumn, in September, I'm going to be kicking off a what I called last time a mastermind group. Um, But I'm going to be changing the name because I want it to better reflect what we're going to be working on um, during the six months that it will be running. And it's really around your well-being. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like there's more to life than you're currently living, if you want to live more, so that's do more of the stuff that you want to do and you want some support in order to make that happen, then you might be interested in having a chat with me about the well-being group that will be kicking off in September. The process will be for us to have a chat if you want to join in uh, then uh, obviously we'll talk about how that works and what your investment will be all that sort of thing and then I will have a kickoff coaching session where we'll look at your own specific challenges and some tips and strategies immediately to get you working on the things that you need to be working on leading into us uh, getting together in the wellbeing group and then we'll 
get together, as I said, in September with the other members of the group and we'll meet on a monthly basis to uh, work together and support each other in making those changes in our lives that we want to see. And uh, in between times, there'll also be access to a tool that will enable us to check in with each other and keep each other motivated and moving forwards with really small steps towards where we want to be. So uh, it'll be... A, a nice gentle opportunity to make some changes in your life um, I can't say it won't be challenging at times but the idea is not to turn it into some sort of boot camp where you feel more overwhelmed coming to the meetings um, than you do not uh, so uh, very much the focus being on well-being and uh, enabling you to live more so do more of the things that you want to do so I'd really love to have a chat with you about it um, tell you more about how it's going to work see if it's right for you um, if you're interested then please just go to engagementandwellbeing.com forward slash wellbeing group and you can book in to have a chat with me so we can explore it further and I look forward to speaking to you again the show notes for this episode are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 62 and we look forward to speaking to you next week use your power to live more